Come on, Raven. Up. One more. Good evening, and welcome to Sporletics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican, Republican Keith, the constitutional conservative, Stephen, the independent thinker, and my cousin Todd. We've got a pretty short show for you tonight, we hope. President Biden visits a war zone Israel today as Major League Baseball and the Phillies whip some can. Jim Jordan, will he be the next Speaker of the House and college football? Did you see Dion's team play? And what team really are you backing in college football and how they do this week, which was week seven in college football? The Middle East is on the verge of an abyss, according to the United Nations. And NASCAR with Stephen, he'll see what's, say what's going on with the playoffs. Senate Republicans offer support for McHenry to break House impasse and more if we can fit it in. First up, Stephen with NASCAR. What is going on with NASCAR, Stephen, this week? Well, we just have a very less than a handful of races left. I think three or four. Um, uh, this week was Las Vegas. They go to Homestead, Miami next week. It, that used to be the last race, but they changed it for some reason. But this past race was a, was a was a great race, and Kyle Larson, who's one of my favorite drivers, ended up winning the race. Um, and I just I, and I knew he was from the beginning, but I didn't even put any skin in the game. And I should have. I was like, I know Kyle Larson's going to win. This is his track. And then next week, and he's in the lead in the points right now. He's he, he's an odds-on favorite to win it all, and I think he will. So, I mean, if you want to see who else is behind him, you can look it up because I'm pretty sure he's going to win. He's just one of the top top five most talented drivers I think it's ever come into NASCAR. And he's red hot right now. And he's, he's going to – if he doesn't win, he's going to come in the top five at Homestead. So it's going to be uh, very. It's going to be interesting to see if anybody can take him out at this point. And I wish at the very beginning I had gone with my head instead of I don't know what I went with with Ross Chastain and and uh, put just you know just a couple of dollars. You win a lot of money at the beginning of the year, but I think Kyle Larson's got it off. He doesn't. I'll be surprised. I'll be shocked, and and maybe that's just the way it's going to be. But the playoffs are good. Everybody gets eliminated um, every week, and it's it, but. Nobody's going to beat Kyle Larson. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet not the house, but um, the garage and, and maybe one of the sheds. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Let's go on to college football. Aguna, how did Deion's team do this week? I mean, now everyone's talking about college football because of Deion Sanders. Before that, I was an, always an Auburn fan. And I and you and Steven were talking about college football, but now it seems like people like Cousin Todd talk about college football. Yeah, and I, I don't think – and I didn't watch the whole game Friday, um, but I saw where they lost in double overtime to Stanford. They were actually up by 29 points, and Stanford, like, walked them down. So, again, <laughs> you know, you love Dion or you hate him kind of thing. And so there's a lot of folks out there that saying, hey, you know, He's still not ready. 
It's only his first year, though. So what did you expect? I think those type of games, once he gets his recruiting and leverages the portal enough, you know, you're going to have still he's just he's only going to get better. And this is for a year one for him to at least have a couple of um, pack pack um, pack 12 games. You know, he won a couple of them is, is legitimate. It's considering this team, again, was only they only had one win a year ago. Right. So. Um, they're competitive. They're competing. Yeah, they should have probably won against Stanford. I mean, that, that's a pretty significant margin to drop 29 points um, against a team and then lose in double overtime like that. So still a ways to go. But again, he's got a lot of folks engaged and talking about college football, like you said. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. There's still a lot more football to be played. You know, SEC football. I know you're an Auburn fan, Stacy. So it's uh-huh. still going to go through the SEC, the title game. So we'll see what happens. Right. All right. Uh, Steven, any comments before yeah, we move you, on to uh, Major League Baseball? Yeah. Did you see Dion's uh, post game, uh, you know, interview that he did? It was, it, we have to show it next week. I wish I had said something to you earlier. It was great. It was just, it was so just honest. And, 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 and just like, um, just stood, he stood up like a man, he said, and he, and he didn't blame anybody, but all he said was everybody, everybody here, do you, do you love football or do you like football? He said, cause I love football and I need everybody to love football. And it's the way it was so inspirational and the way he was talking was really cool. And, I, and if you haven't heard, you have to go back and hear what he said, because it made a lot of sense. It was really cool. And it really, you could really feel like it really came from his heart. For his team, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't need anything. He's, he's flush, right. you know, he's, he's, he's got everything he needs, but he just right. want he's trying to do something with his team, trying to do something really cool and, 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 and bring these guys up in, in a really positive way. And if you, you really need to hear his uh, post game interview, it was really sweet, really cool. Okay. Thank you. Major League Baseball playoffs, Aguna. Yeah, so if you don't believe already, you need to believe the hunt for Red October. Yeah, so Phils are looking pretty good. You know, they closed out the series with the Braves. I got a lot of friends that are Brave fans. They are very salty. They were the best team in baseball. I mean, they had 104 wins. You know, they had the batting. They had the star power. They win. They had the um, home field advantage. And the Phils went down there, got one down there. Yeah, they they got one game one. Uh, Braves got back game two after coming back from four down to win game two by one. So the Phils right. let them slip, get, you know, slip that one away. But then they closed out the series in dramatic fashion. I mean, and it was, they were actually, you know, they were in a jam too. They had two, they had two runners on, on first and third, and they were only up by one. So it, it you know, I mean, they had runners in scoring position and they were still able to close out the game and the series and so now, you know, they're going up against, again, a younger and a, a less lesser seed in Arizona. Um, and they've handled their business at home. They're up two games already. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think, you know, we'll, they're either going to go up against the Strohs again or the Rangers. But the Strohs, I think the Rangers are up two games, maybe three games in that series. Uh, Let so, me pull it up. Well, I think, you know, I yeah, they're up two games. They're playing tonight. The, the Rangers are up two yeah. games. Yeah, so they're playing tonight. Yeah, so it looks as if it may be an Arlington versus Philly um, World Series. And it's funny because the Cowboys are going to be playing each other in a couple weeks too. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it was disappointing last year. They they can 
work and get it back. They only need six more wins, six more wins from a championship. All right. So we'll see um, if they can chase these down, but yeah, really excited. You know, if you look at the, the fans at citizens bank, they almost take don't taking on like an Eagle fan mentality up there with just the way that they're carrying on. And, you know, anybody outside of Philadelphia is probably a bad thing, but I mean, the passion <laughs> and how they're just getting behind these guys is, is, is very inspirational. I mean, Philadelphia is either you love or you hate us kind of thing. And, and people from Philly don't understand, you know, the passion behind Philly sports. But um, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. I think it's going to be a good series. I think they're I, I think if they can just at least get one in Arizona, um, I think they can close it out at home. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, you got to like Harper, the pitching, the hitting for F- Philadelphia right now is mm-hmm. it's been phenomenal. I mean, that game too, uh, he just rocked that first one. They, they went off 10 runs. I mean, dang, I wish they could have saved some of those runs for game three, but they look pretty good. So we'll see how it happens. And Arizona played uncharacteristically bad um, it, it, you know, for them. I mean, they were only down by two, and they weren't able to kind of claw back in it. That was kind of unfortunate. But, I, hey, look, I, I I will legitimately look for a parade on Broad Street. I mean, we can get the, we can get these next couple of games in. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, either one of those Texas teams are going to be tough, though. But let's get to the series first. Uh, Steven or Todd? Go ahead, Todd. Okay. Um I think the Flyers have a good chance of winning. Hopefully the Flyers will take it all the way to the Super Bowl. As for the, um, what was the other team's name? It doesn't matter at this point. Never mind. <laughs> hey, no, no Never hurts mind. Don't hurt yourself. We get it. Even. We understand. Um, I like the exuberance and the excitement from Aguna. And hopefully that will propel them to this. It would be really cool. If it, I don't have any problem with them winning. If they got a really good team, they should win. It's it's been a little while, so go ahead. And then I, I don't know. It, it just, you know, the, these years are like this. And then and then Philadelphia might. It, it looks like they might win a Super Bowl. You just if they if things happen like that with these certain towns. You know, they get the team. That team wins. That team wins. That team wins. That team wins. It might be that kind of year this year. And you know, I'll have the I same thing so. in Washington in the year twenty five twenty five. Oh, you think and, so? And what we didn't, what we didn't mention we we didn't mention Stacy that the teams that got put out of the series. I mean, the O's. I mean, being in the DC yeah. DMV area, man, what a collapse! I mean, they had they yeah had the Baltimore. Again, you mean the Baltimore team. for cousin Todd? The, the Baltimore yeah. Orioles. Yeah, that's that's management. That's people up here. The management screwed them up. They got they screwed yeah. everything up. When it started with that guy, the uh, the announcer, it started with him, and then after that, everybody just went to hell. <laughs> that's what happened. That that Remember? Was, I mean, yep. that was that was interesting. So, um, we'll see. We'll see how this shapes out. Um, I think you know the last time the Phils won the series back in '08. I believe two teams from the same uh, division. I think it was the East. I think it was Tampa Bay and Boston played. Right. And so there hasn't been another team from the same series. Mm, I don't think that was the teams. I think it was uh, the Cowboys and the Steelers. It was You're the right, Tampa Bay. It was the Sox and the Rays. And, you know, when both Steelers. of those teams Steelers. from the same division played each other and went mm-hmm. to the series, the Bills beat them. So, 
the other, the other, um, the, the other, um, the other <laughs> series was uh, so Astros and the Texans are in the same in the same division. So we'll see what happens if the Phils get to this series. It may be a repeat of that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I would like to say I would like to say that I wish that the other <laughs> Philadelphia sports teams, the other Philadelphia sports teams, would wear Phillies paraphernalia and Phillies gear. Just like the Phillies, the Flyers, and and the uh, Sixers wore the gear of the Philadelphia Eagles when the Eagles were going to the when they were in the Super Bowl. You know, we saw the Philadelphia Flyers come to practice, and they had on they had on Eagles gear. The Phillies players had on Eagles gears. The yeah. Sixers players had on Eagles gear. I, I predict, wish other I teams happen, would do though. that for the, the Phillies. Texans... Well, for the Phillies. Or, I mean, they do. No, I mean, yeah, I that everybody would wear. Yeah, yeah, they would wear Phillies gear, and you know what I mean. The Eagles players would wear Phillies gear. That's all I'm hoping. They do, they do. Um, well, but what you're gonna see, especially because it's gonna be on Fox Sports. Oh. You're gonna see a lot I'm, of I'm sorry, I almost if fell the asleep. get there, the Cowboys fans are gonna be there. I, it, you know, it's gonna be one of those things. Uh, I'm sorry, okay. I almost fell asleep. I, I thought I timed this to miss all of this Philly nonsense mm-hmm. segment. Anyway, well, first thing, who, who welcome, are you? Who welcome are you? to Nas. Welcome to politics. We're sports man, and politics mix and mingle. This is Nas. I can't believe it. He's showing his face. Julio, uh, Nas showing his face. He's <laughs> showing at least part. Wow. Of yeah. So anyway, th- this is way too much Philly talk. Yeah, so I mean, anyway. do you have a comment about the Braves or any, the best team in baseball? Do you, do you want to comment? Why is on he that wearing a mask, Stephen? I figured it would. I figured it would upset somebody, so I wore a mask. But no, why you wearing a mask in your own house, in your own place? Again, I figured it would upset somebody. That's why I wore the mask. Uh, But (laughs) but no, man, you you got to tip your cap, man. Philly was the better team. Look, the Braves had one of the greatest offenses in baseball history, but we didn't have the pitching to go along with it, and you know. It's only so long fake does can pretend that it does. Y- y'all know the yeah, words. That, I ain't got to tell them to you. The bullpen so, pitching yeah. game three kind of, I was like, okay, they're, 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 they're giving up game. I don't know. I was like, you had that lineup in game three. I don't I don't think they were very confident they were going to, I guess they were putting all their eggs in the basket to win game four. But yeah. yeah. Sir, your mask, keep, sir, sir, Julio, your mask keeps going down in a minute. Your whole face is going to be well, seen. Uh, no, like I said, the mask you know, is Nas, just a prop to no. anger certain people. I'm pointing as if the audience can see You got to point the other way. Like Hollywood Squares, right? Yeah, so the audience can see that I was trying yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this way. That's this, that's this way. That's not Nothing. me. <laughs> I don't know. You're a healthy, strong me. brother. You're I, healthy, I did not promise to be brother. a master of direction. Uh, so, yeah. This All right. But. On to the. Okay. Good luck. You good want luck to talk to the, about. No, no. I, I'm just going to say good luck to the Phillies. On a real, 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 real I can't real believe it. Appreciate it. All that, right. Man. Steven, uh, you want to talk about your Washington commanders, then Aguna, and then Nas can bring it in with the Dirty yeah, Birds of the South? Well, Steven, they, they played each other, so. They they played each other. This the direction is he Steven. played him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't meet you. You muted yourself. I, I didn't. What is I what didn't mute you. Well somebody did. Do you want to talk um, about the commanders? I want to talk about the Washington Redskins eating those those no uh, Falcons. 
And they they All ate right. the Falcons up. There's nothing. The Falcons are done for this year. But you know who's not? The the Washington Redskins. You know why? Yeah. Because they'll, they'll beat the they'll beat the Giants. They'll be four and three. The the Philly's going to lose to Miami because they're a superior team, and there will be one game behind you. This ain't over yet. This ain't over yet. We can take the Look Eagles. We can hey. take the Eagles. We have a team. We have a team. Dude, the Eagles have have been lackluster. Who would you lose to, the Jets? My high school team can beat the Jets. (laughs) They didn't, though. They didn't, though. Man. So, so I'm telling you what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this is we we have a competition there. You know how many years it's been? What has it been? A hundred years? I can I can compete with you now? No, we can compete with you. We have a team. We have a good team. We have a quarterback that's getting it together, and he's tough as a brick house. He's a tough dude, and and we got a good team. We have good players. We have a good D. This is not over yet. This could surprise you. And what you're leaving out, Steven. Well, well so hold, hold on, hold on, Aguna. Before you're you leaving know, out the fact that you lost. Hold on, hold on. Beat you already this year. I before, understand that. Before you, do but we're only six games. We're only six games in. We're only six games in. Leave it out. That's a legitimate point. But we're, it is. Hold you're hold right. We're only. We, but we can beat your. We can beat the next. We can win the next game. There's only six games in. How many weeks is there? There's seventeen weeks. There's seventeen weeks. Trying to talk. Okay. Look at the standings. Trying to talk. Do oh, you God, think you're gonna be, you man. think you're gonna beat Miami? Well, we'll yeah, see. yeah. Look, look. Before y'all do the NFC East gang banging, uh, she asked about that particular game: the Falcons and the Commanders. Again, trademark Commanders, not the Redskins. But 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 look, the Commanders are a better team than the Falcons. The Falcons, to me, are quarterback away. Hopefully, we can get Heineke in. I needed Ritter to play terribly. So that could force the coach's hand. Maybe now it's Heineken time. That's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, Sam Howell is coming along. Uh, kudos to the coaching staff for bringing him along. I think I think Washington has a good chance to not make a wild card, but be much better than what people expected. As far as him talking about taking down Philly or winning the division, anything like it that, could. that's called that's why fan is short for fanatic. This is why sports teams will always win. Owners will always win because you can sell fans a dream. They can have one sliver, tiny piece of hope, and they'll turn that into they think they got a (laughs) shot to win the whole thing. So as long as they can do that, sports teams will always print money. And, you know, this is the prime example. The man who You're the same way, but you're the the same fan I am. You're the same fan I am. You live and die. So you live and die. So you can – you're talking about yourself as well. You, you, no, you, you know, you're telling on yourself. No, I'm, I'm actually one of the worst fans out there. I am a bandwagon fan who immediately leaves the team when they start losing. Hey, if you know I this, hey, me too. Hey, hey, I went to, I went, I changed teams a bunch of times, but now I'm, I'm back on board. I'm no, we're just, we're just alike on this because I, I, I did the same thing. We know, I we no know. No problem Steven. leaving my team Steven. when they are too stupid to hang with. It's all this wishful thinking. And, I, and yeah, again, is. Vegas is in on this. Vegas is in <laughs> on this. So as we get to the Philadelphia portion of this, we had a horrible <laughs> game. All right, we had a horrible game. Jalen Hurst threw three interceptions. Swift fumbled. You know, there was a banged up Jet secondary, and the Eagles threw the ball too much. They didn't run the ball. I mean, there were portions of that game where Hurts' decision making was bad. They were dropping balls. Smith had a drop. AJ Brown had a drop. You know. And then Jalen Carter was out. Slay was out. So there was a lot of weird. Lane Johnson got hurt. So it happens. I mean, the league is such that 
if you turn the ball over four times, even to a bad team, you're going to keep them in it. I mean, the Jets had one touchdown. They had like four or five field goals. I mean, they hung around, hung around, hung around, and voila, they won it in based on the interception that Jalen threw. So am I worried that some team like the Redskins or the Commanders or whoever Steven is trying to put this team in his mind, am I worried that that team is going to somehow miraculously make a run, you know, Nah, not really. I mean, they don't have the personnel. I I think legitimately, yeah, they're going to win some games. It's good for the NFL if all of these teams have a kind of – like Nas was saying, Redskins are at 500 now. Oh, wow, they may have have a shot. You know, the Jets are at 500 now. You see in that AFC East division, the Patriots are falling apart. So now you got, you you know, the Bills, you got – Miami, and now you got the Jets having some hope, and Aaron Rodgers may come back. He was throwing the ball on the sideline. The Jets had never beaten the Eagles in their history, and the Eagles had an 11-game winning streak. So it was prime for an upset. It was just prime for an upset, just like the Cleveland 49er game, prime for an upset. So you look at this, and the Jets have won two in a row now. They're, they're right back there, just like the commanders. They're in the thick of things. The Eagles had a horrible game. Now you're questioning the coaching. Now you're questioning the personnel. It's the ebb and flows of the season. And I guess uh, my brother and I were having a conversation about teams peaking at different times. I think 49ers peak, peak early. You know, they got the momentum. Now you see McCaffrey's hurt. Debo Samuel's hurt. They're going That's through some adversity. Same thing for the Eagles. Going through some adversity. Good teams find way to win. Now everybody's on Detroit. You know, Detroit's supposed to be that team to beat now. And, you know, 49ers aren't are pretenders. The Eagles are pretenders. Oh, the Cowboys beat San Diego. Now they're back in it. You know, so this is this is what the NFL is all about. That's why it's a male soap opera. I'm not worried. Whatever is meant to be will be. You know, even the Falcons being at 500 here, as you're showing that, Stacey, again, all these teams have a legitimate shot to at least make a wild card. As long as there's hope and the NFL is 18 weeks, it's a short season, you know, these fans are going to, you know, they're going to coalesce around these different storylines, right? So, um, yeah, I'm not worried. We'll see how it plays out. I still think the Eagles are legitimate. They just signed Julio Jones, which, again, gives you a big target down by the red zone. I don't think it's a, a splashy signing of anything, but I think it does add an element of our weaponry to the um, <laughs> to the art. Yeah, but then what happens, what happens to so – we'll um, what when they signed Julio Jones, then they got what's gonna what they're gonna do with Quez Watkins? Because if I was Quez Watkins, I'd be scared. Well, I mean, they again, the Eagles don't have a packed um, receiving core. You know, Julio is only going to be in there in red zone. He's not going to be in there. I mean, Quez will still be in the slot. You know, between the twenties, you get in the red zone. Uh, you can do a you know, you got Julio there. You can go big. And who are you going to put against Julio? It's a matchup problem because if you go big nickel you got to put a corner or a linebacker if you put a linebacker on julio jones i'll take julio jones every day in that lineup and i'll take julio jones against your best uh slot corner as well and a safety so it, it's a it's a matchup problem and then of course you still got dallas goddard and the tight ends there so he comes as this hybrid receiver type tight end in the red zone again not a splashy signing Again, it's one of those signings you just use to complement your offense when you're trying to make a run down the stretch, if you would. So if he stays healthy 
And then, you know, you get him in there. Quez Watkins is still the burner guy. He's still going to stretch the field. So I don't think – if I'm Quez Watkins, I wouldn't be worried. Yeah, but Julio is my age. You know, he's nah, – he's, hell he's, no. Man, he he's about not, my age. Oh, he is not, man. You're but where, where, did, where has Julio been? Julio hasn't been, Julio has been relevant for, what, five years? When was the last time Julio was relevant? Did you not listen to what I just said? Did you not right. listen to anything but I just said? But nah, but how, how can he be okay. any good? I was doing some talking. How can he be any good? <laughs> Y'all right. should have heard those wonderful points I was making on mute. But look, <laughs> I, I'll just simplify this this way. Quez Watkins was so terrible that they're willing to take a flyer on Julio. That's that's all this is. Julio <laughs> is good enough to play partial snap. Well, he's not going to be asked to play every down. He's going to be asked to play partial snaps, and of he'll course. make up for the for the bad play of Quez. But Quez is a developmental project. He's a speed guy. Hands not so good. Doesn't run routes so well. Never been on the same page as Jalen. And then had the nerve to try to bark at Jalen the other day. I think they're letting him know, like, <laughs> look, dude. You may not be long for not only this team, but this league. You better get it together. We're going to bring the uh, vet in here to kind of smooth things out. But, yeah, right. shout out to the great Julio. Now, again, I don't see them. Again, they signed Julio. <laughs> right? They didn't. They didn't they, he's not coming in there to be like this legitimate number three or even four guy. He's a situational right. guy you're going to use in the red zone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I get what you're saying, Nas. It makes sense. I mean, yeah, okay, you're bringing a veteran guy in there to compliment. You see this, there's a little gap here in performance with Quez. And Quez, you know, has some serious drops, right? So it's like, okay, Quez, you know, you put on notice a little bit. I get that. But at the same I was time, told he was born with feet for hands. This is just what I was told. <laughs> as a so you're basically saying he's Aguilar 2.0, right? You're saying he's Aguilar 2.0, and he's, he came in there. Now, Quez was never, uh, I mean, he was never, uh, like, supposed to be this big thing in the offense anyway. They got your boy from Atlanta in there to return kicks and, um, you know, to kind of stretch the field a little bit too. So he was already on notice anyway. So, well, isn't it interesting how Nas, Nas disappeared? Maybe somebody was coming in to take him back to the jail cell. Hope it wasn't a raid. And... Hope it wasn't a raid. What? A jail cell? How dare you? You hear the uh, They put that. an oversized jacket on him with long is... sleeves. Stacy. That was Stacy. <laughs> Yeah, would you say that, say that if he was white about jail? You better go get them cigarettes. Get them cigarettes and, you know, get back to the yard. Listen <laughs> to good <laughs> These people are so terrible. <laughs> well, you know, um, I want to talk about the uh, historic visit to a war zone by United States President today, President Biden went to Israel and he's probably already back home because, you know, the Air Force One is like a, a an apartment, a flying apartment. Go in there, take a nap, take a shower, relax, chill. And he's, he'll be back home in a minute. But um, his talk with Netanyahu and the war team when he went today, according to Axios.com article by Barack Ravid, and you see this picture of President Biden and Netanyahu embracing. Uh, where's Keith? Keith, do you want to talk to the significance of President Biden going to a war zone to talk with a leader of that war zone? Okay. Um, I don't know about, um, you know, him going over there. I, I would say that it's he's not trustworthy. 
Uh, he says publicly that, yes, we want to support Israel and so forth. He asked for $100 billion to, uh, you know, to build up their, uh, their, uh, their dome, their dome defense. Uh, however, I think uh, he's in the behind the scenes, he's undermining them because he's trying to dictate. In other words, he's trying to encourage them to stand down. He's trying to encourage Israel to cease fire. So I don't see how that double standard is um, going to work. And uh, that's basically where we are now. <clears throat> I've been following okay. this. I don't usually follow, uh, you know, foreign affairs, as you know. But when it comes to Israel, right. when it comes shame to Israel. On I a U.S. president for wanting peace. Yeah. We're so let, let's, 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 look at, let's look at this. Ax no, shame, let's look know, at this Axios. Let's look at this Axios article. It says why it matters after 12 days, after 12 days of war against Hamas and with thousands dead and the Arab world in an uproar, one of Israel's biggest concerns is maintaining international support, particularly from the United States. But Biden has his own concerns. During his hour-long meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and a subsequent talk, with members of Israel's war cabinet, Biden asked about the escalating tension between Israel and Lebanon-based Hezbollah on the border of Israel <laughs> and Lebanon. Uh, Stephen, do you want to talk to how the UN thinks that we on a, uh, that the Middle East is on the verge of an abyss, and is this a part of this verge of abyss with the Lebanon-based Hezbollah starting to rev up now? to the point that our United States embassy in Lebanon is very concerned. Oh yeah, this this is this world has never gone through anything like this as we're going through right now. And it's really un, it was a kind of avoidable, but I guess it's been predicted by the Bible. This is what's going to happen and this is this is the the precipice of World War 3. Um the God said he wouldn't take us with and kill us with water anymore it would be fire so it would have to be nuclear so that's probably the, the way we're leaning right now because there's so many people it's so many people's stories that could have been avoided all of this could have been avoided um but it's this is uh this is china this is iran this is our own country working with china working with iran our own government working with china and iran this is something that is unprecedented in this world and I mean, if you have to go, I'd rather be, I guess I'd rather be in a nuclear war and die that way than die, than be in a, be tortured the way our, the people that the Hamas kidnapped and the, and the treatment that they're probably getting it at this time. But yeah, this is, this is the entire world is going to be in, in, engulfed in this. And because I guess this is what uh, Joe Biden wanted. I guess it's what your administration wanted because they don't want, they don't want another election. So if we're at war, we don't have another election. You can't hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but it's uh, a noise going on. Uh, I don't hear that, but you can comment, Cousin Todd. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, what he said was ridiculous. What did uh, I say? Because I couldn't hear me. Uh, I could hear you. You're talking about a nuclear war, which we're not having a nuclear war. But okay. uh, Republicans want you to think that so you can be scared for the rest of yep. your life. I'm not scared. Okay. So uh, we're not having a nuclear war, and Israel is not going to pull us into any wars. We're no, smarter than not. that. 
And so uh, Biden, you know, the one who you think is senile, who's used to doing this for breakfast, he's been doing this all of his life. So that's the reason why he went over there and doing what, Todd? Doing what? Eating Negotiating. breakfast? Yeah, he can eat breakfast. He eats <laughs> Negotiating a peace treaty. Um, and now, I, this is what I've uh, wondered. What would Donald Trump do in this situation? We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be in this situation if Donald <laughs> Trump was there. We wouldn't be in this situation. Ah, interrupting, Stephen. We no were all quiet. He asked a question, and I said Donald Trump I wouldn't be in the situation. The He's not talking to we you. Had, we, had no, we had no wars when Donald Man. Trump was in office. You're still talking. We had no and wars when Donald Trump was in office. You're still and talking. He keeps repeating Stop. the it's same true. thing over and over again. So anyway, true. Uh, yeah, okay, Joe fine. Biden done, did okay. what he was supposed time. to do and went over there and uh, negotiated. Now, um, which was smart to do, and this tells you he has all of his faculties <laughs> and he's been in politics all of his life. So when you have a president like that, who is not a warmonger, who doesn't uh, threaten other countries and all that kind of nonsense, uh, and who knows better than to get suckered into a war, uh, I think we're in good hands with Joe Biden. Wow. That's okay, interesting. So let's look at this screen. Um, from Axios, you see it continues to say that Biden was particularly concerned that Iran-backed Hezbollah would decide to join the war, increasing the odds of a broader conflict in the Middle East. Since the early days of the war, Aguna, the Biden administration has sent private and public messages to Hezbollah and Iran, warning them not to join in the fighting. Hez Hezbollah has said it is willing to help Hamas, Aguna. Yeah, and this is the hypocrisy of this whole conversation. There's been conflict in the Middle East in this region since 1948. I mean, that's just that's if you're if you if you can't believe that, then you legitimately shouldn't be having this conversation. It's always Not been like that. in that area. It's been that way. Seven day war, that incursion of Israel into Lebanon, not even a decade ago. There's been conflict in this area, right? And so mm. Biden is doing what most presidents, U.S. historically, U.S. presidents is doing. They're coming in there, they're supporting Israel, but at the same time, they're saying, hey, let's not let this conflict broaden. Because again, you saw what happened with the misinformation for, or was supposed misinformation from Hamas about the hospital strike. Wow. You know, so that got out there, it was blamed on Israel. Everybody pulled out. And so all the Arab countries pulled out. So it's a very sticky situation where if things get out of control, they may all team up against Israel. So he's walk walking a tightrope, as all U.S. presidents historically have done with this Palestinian-Israeli conflict, if you're honest with yourself. That's, yeah. it's, it's, that's the way you do. You have to negotiate on both sides. And there's a humanitarian crisis. And the thing is, this is a global, this is a global economy. It's a global world. You have Arab-Israeli folks all over the world. There are protests, pro and against protests of this conflict. So it's not just one blanket, hey, Israel is right, everybody else is wrong type thing. It's like, hey, you know what? Even though you were attacked, you need to be careful because it, it, it is a false equivalent to think that the Israeli military against Hamas is a is even a, a similar or a fair fight. They can destroy both the West Bank and Gaza with one press of a button. So the thing is, if you do Good. that, 
and you and you you're going to expand the war. You're going to legitimize because again, Hamas knows what they're doing. They're baiting Israel into this thing to make them look like the aggressor. Because again, it's like you know you're you're going to come back and level everyone. You're breaking what up again. Legitimacy huh? do do you um you have so Biden did what he's supposed to do. You know, you don't want this conflict to expand. You're seeing Iran is sitting back. You know, historically, both Iran and Lebanon have saber rattled a little bit, but they didn't act. And so if if, if that happens again, I mean, they won't get involved with the conflict, even though it's a proxy war for Iran right now to be uh, with Gaza. So, again, the, the U.S. president has to walk this tightrope. There are a lot of different factors in there. You guys, I mean, you you must be crazy if you think it's an easy issue. It's like black or white. This is a very complex issue, and that's why they pay people big money to deal with that. It's not. Um, we're not going to sit here on this show and say, "Well, he needs to do this." That yeah, we're going to criticize Biden no matter what he does. Okay, because you don't like Biden. He's doing yeah, what you're going to praise him no matter what he does. You're going to praise him to the table and resolve it. So if you you're going to praise him no matter what he does, that, that means you have your own agenda. You have your own agenda. What, what is wrong with you? Yes, you don't want to engage in an intelligent conversation. So you but you praise him. Joe Biden no matter what he does. Okay. You are you're an apologist for Joe Biden. Like I said, you're an apologist for Joe Biden. have done this. They have not. Donald Trump did not do this. Donald Trump kicked their asses in every way you could kick somebody's ass. Okay. Joe Biden is a punk. Joe Biden don't know what his ass is. Joe Biden don't know what his ass is. So Donald Trump was a hundred million times better than Joe Biden. And everybody on this show, and everybody who can see it, hear it, everybody knows that Donald Trump. Stacey, you can't allow him to talk over everybody. He thinks he's loud because he's loud about it. You're not no, but Stacy okay, is the crazy person that Nas. Stacy allows this. This is Stacy's fault. Yeah, this is my name. Todd, you just love my name. You this just keep saying Stacey's it for fault. no reason. <laughs> yeah. You sound dumb. Yeah, you're basically Nas. You're Nas. Yeah, Nas. yeah, yeah. I'm here. I, 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 th- I okay, think. Okay, you want to make your comment? Yeah, I think I'm going to add a lot of context to this. Uh, which specific questions did you want to hit on, though, so so I don't, you know, color all over the uh, page? And be, and get before out. you hit on it, uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law already brought peace to the Middle East. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole nother ball of wax. But Stacey, like, which, which, which area do we want to go to? So the hospital thing, which is being disputed, I, I don't think... I don't think we can believe so any. Explain, explain to somebody like Todd what the hospital thing is. Well, oh. Todd, as a well-learned man, would already know. But Absolutely. someone similar to someone else on this panel, <laughs> who, who clearly is eating uh, chip, chocolate chip cookies or something in the background. Look, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. So the hospital situation, like this, is a really serious situation. You've seen the doctors out in front of the hospital with. You know, casualties of war, the people who are wounded and also some people who are no longer with us talking about who the strike was from. It's difficult to believe the story presented by Israel and the AP, because if Hamas had weaponry like that, I promise you they would have been using it a long time ago. Then the other part is always the difficulty of taking any report from Israel head on, because as we saw with the reporter Sharon uh, a couple of months ago, where she was killed 
And initially they said, no, it was Hamas who did it. And then they said, oh, well, if, if it was us, it was friendly fire. And then finally, later on, they had to admit after investigation, it, it was it was from their side that actually killed the reporter. And then we've seen the soldiers show up at her funeral and beat up the people who were mourning. So, you know, th th there's a difficulty in having this conversation when we have an unreliable partner. And that's the other part where kind of Aguna was getting to of the tightrope that Joe Biden has to walk. Uh, Stephen, there are mousetraps you could use if you have mice that are eating a styrofoam <laughs> in the background, uh, clearly <laughs> becoming an impediment to the show. But anyway, fin finishing up. So well, Biden actually, has that to... Wasn't... Oh, he, Stephen was on mute. I was oh. on mute. Yeah, thank you. Maybe it was your mice. Uh, uh. Well, that's an interesting sound. But uh, <laughs> but getting getting back to it. So I'm going to bring up the tightrope that Joe Biden has to walk. He has to reassure the partner, wow. which is Israel. So, of course, he comes in striding for Israel, saying they're going to back him. He's already allocated some money that they're going to give to Israel. And that's because of, like Aguna said, you want to de deter Hezbollah or anybody, any other outside agitators uh, to get involved in this conflict. But the other side is you have to rein Israel in. And that's why the ceasefire, which actually didn't get voted on, well, didn't pass uh, in the U.N., which should be on the table. This is that's where Biden has to show some courage and say, look, there needs to be a ceasefire. We need to stop this for a while so people can get off of the emotional bent. We as Americans know it is no. really difficult to legislate during a really emotional period during a loss of life. That's why after 9-11, we got the Patriot Act, something that never should have been done, really anti-American, really against private citizens' rights and everything else. That's what happens during emotional periods, which is why you want to be careful, have a ceasefire, and try to figure out things. But you also can't have a people living in basically an open-air prison and say, well, they're human shields, and we're, we're attacking to devastate not necessarily to target those individuals. When you say those are your war aims, it's really hard to believe you tell us you telling us that you're not doing something that's not akin to genocide. If you see that brilliant interview with Mark Lamont Hill, where he basically got one of the IDF uh, spokesmen to admit, like, okay, what you're planning is actually against the Geneva Convention. Like, this is against the international rule of law. Like, what, what you're saying, how what, you're prosecuting What they're doing is against law, the so, law. They're using sir, human sir, shields. Sir, 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 sir they're using sir. human shields. Can, what they're doing is against relax? the law. Why don't they come out? Why don't they come out and look, don't look, use look, people look, to hide behind? Look, they hide behind look, babies look, and can, women. Can, can, the can, people can, that you, you support are wimps. They're can you no, his point is, his point I, is I, too I, stupid look, to hear. Look, his point is too I, stupid. I, can you I understand, too I understand you got your jerry curl done today and you're feeling yeah, yourself. And you're, and you're, but just and, relax. And I ain't no different than I am from every Mr. other show. You can go back and watch every show now. My hair don't change. Neither does my... Good. Good for you. Yeah, yeah let so, him speak. So it's a bunch I'll, of garbage. I'll be, I'll be brief. It's a I'll bunch be, of garbage. No, they should, they should not. They should keep bombing until they run out of bombs. And then they should make more bombs and... You're okay, making yourself okay, look okay. bad. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, we, you can't have a discussion if it's like that. But look, I don't want to monopolize everybody else's time. I'm going to re be respectful of everyone else. So I'll, I'll just lay that out until we can get to other topics and pass the mic to the next person and be respectful. You were the last person for that in particular thing. We're going to move on to the U.S. Speaker of the House of Representatives. And let me present the screen. For you, um, the next speaker house 
Next speaker vote is set for Thursday as Jordan looks to win backers. Um, Cousin Todd, let's start with you. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan lost for the second day in a row his bid to become Speaker of the House. What's next? Uh, well, he's going to run again and again and again and again, sort of like McCarthy. And uh, he's going to continue to lose. And then they're going to put, there's a black guy who could get this spot, which they're definitely not going to give it to the First Negro. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's a Democrat he's and he's insane. He's a Democrat and he's insane. Right. No, so they don't anyway, want to. Right. So anyway, that he's not heard. talking about anything. I'm talking about Jeffrey. I'm talking about Jeffrey. He's talking about Hakeem Jeffries, who has the highest rating of anybody yeah, in is, Congress from Israel. He's the Israel dumbest person who's ever lived. Yeah, he's the dumbest no person who's ever lived. Right. I don't care what color he is. He's just stupid. That would be you have no credibility, right? So when you talk, nobody believes. Right, because you say I have no credibility, I must not. Thank you, thank you. You've labeled you've labeled me with no credibility. Yeah, I have no credibility. Okay, and Nod, you're a unicorn, and then you and you fart fairy dust. You're a unicorn who farts fairy dust. Listen to yourself. We're trying to. Have no, I mean, listen to you. It's the same thing. You say like a, you have no credibility. Like Everything I've said is the truth. Everything I've said is right. Okay. All you do is lie. Like but child, I have no man. credibility. Can you you are going to be ashamed okay. of yourself you one day. But you're too okay. high on yourself right uh, now. Okay. You're too high on yourself right now. But one day you're going to come down to earth and you're going to know how wrong you've been. You've been wrong. Your insecurity is playing out. Anyway, all right. Cousin Todd, sum it up. Okay. So, like I was saying, um, well, first, now I have to defend this. Do you know Jeffrey's education? No. You have no idea. What schools he's been to? You know, he's a lawyer. You know. So, anyway, when you say, he's stupid, he's stupid, he's stupid, that, that makes you look ridiculous. So, anyway... Um, this the, the Republicans are just fighting a losing battle. And what happens in that case is Israel's not going to be able to get any money because nobody's going to be able to delegate because of the Republicans. So what are they going to do for money? We can't just hand over money when you have no speaker. So the Republicans are doing this just like... Um, the other Republican who was holding up the military, three, over 350 positions. He's Coach holding. Tuberville. Yeah, that's Tuberville. And so th this is what the Republicans do. They just hold up progress. So what are they going to hey, do for, for money? What is Israel going to do because so, the Republicans are silly? So, uh, Keith, um, the question would be what, like Todd said, are what is Israel... And Ukraine going to do to get support from the United States? Will they allow McHenry from North Carolina to substitute as the Speaker of the House uh, until it's time for another vote, and they can find a, a a a person to do the job? Well, it's hard to know. Hard to know what they're going to do. I'll be honest with you. Um, I can't always defend the Republicans for what they do, and there are twenty Republicans that went against um, Jim Jordan. Twenty of them. 20 Republicans held it up, just like eight Republicans went against McCarthy and got him ousted. 
So I, I can't really defend the Republicans anymore. Well, that you know, was, not in this, in this that situation. was his boy toy, so, uh, Gates. So uh, anyway, what I have to say is that uh, you know it's just, I, you know it's hard to answer that question. We have to see what happens. I you know, I mean all the rest of the people that are experts on the show who think they're experts and uh, will probably give you some reason for this or that. But I'll tell you, the Republicans are not. You know these. Uh, you know a house divided against itself will not stand. Abraham Lincoln said, quoting the words of Jesus, the house divided cannot stand. So this house is definitely divided. And Republicans okay. are- Okay, thank you. So there you go. Stephen, what is this? What is the solution for the next speaker vote? Um, they this is why. The second round of ballots today. They're looking to do it again tomorrow. He lost more votes. Uh, Jim Jordan lost more votes today than he did yesterday. What is the option and solution, Stephen? Well, this is or why I'm not a Democrat. Or do they, or do they, or do they, do they make a deal with the Democrats and allow Hakeem Jeffries? A uh, Democrat. This is about the Republicans, man. Yeah, Stay on topic. About Republicans. Answer the question. What are they going this to is, do? I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. So what, what are the Republicans going to do? They're going to screw it up like they've been screwing it up. They have somebody in there that is that has their ideals that they all that most of them like, but they're having some kind of contest or something's going on and they can't agree on it. And if we get this guy in that this is the same guy who thought that if too many people get on an island, then the island's going to capsize because no, there's too many people on it. That, that, that would be Johnson from Georgia, not. Hakeem Jeffries. Do you see what okay. I mean? They all look alike. You see what I mean? <laughs> no, I thought it was the same guy's well, name. Well, well, yeah, not. of course you so, did. Now, do you take back... All right, like, would you say that that guy... Did you say... Where is that guy now? Never mind. Never mind. Where is he now? What about Hakeem Jeffries? <laughs> no, you... No, why would we want a Democrat? Why would we have a small... <laughs> why would we have a small... No, because we don't want him because a Democrat... We have a small lead we in the house. Why would we want a Democrat? You said you're, not, you're an independent. Who is we? Who is we if you're an Why independent? Why would America then uh, no Democrat, no, no Republican, no, if it was, yeah, a, if it was an independent party? Why would we? Why would anybody? Would the Democrats? Would we? Would we? Let's say we. A Guna or a new Guna. Would you want a Republican if you have? If you have the majority, would you vote the Republican to be there? No. So I will repeat. I will double down on we. It's we. We would never want this. Well, thank you God wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want about? it. Nobody would want it. Nobody okay, so would keep want it. Board. What are you talking about? It sense to have a speaker of your house. We have lost viewers. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. We have lost viewers over this. Manson is ranting. I can't hear you. Why would you want less people? We have lost viewers. We have lost viewers over this, so let's move on. Aguna, you didn't comment on this. No, I didn't. I mean, again, this is dysfunctional. And part of this was when McCarthy agreed to the House rules of the vote to that can remove him as speaker. Any he made a deal vote. with the devil. And that, yeah. The next speaker is going to have to deal with the same thing. And you see it playing out in grand fashion at a time where the House needs to function. Again, the Republicans, you know, this goes back to the grand old party not having a platform, a legitimate platform to run on. They just ran on a platform. If you hate Joe Biden, put the Republicans in office. They spent a lot of time trying to impeach Joe Biden, doing this Hunter Biden investigation, doing all these no, things. No, they didn't. 
they when they were, when they could have been trying to make an impact. They didn't want to raise the debt. They didn't want to do the budget. So this is just functional. Now they can't even pick a leader to to create any platform that they don't have. So I mean, again, when you don't have a vision, when you're beholden to Donald Trump who doesn't have a vision and it's just about grievance, this is what plays out. Most of these House Republicans are being engaged on not what they do, but what they don't do. So this mm-hmm. is playing directly into their constituency when, hey, government's gridlock. We don't believe in government anyway. So the fact is gridlock to that small Freedom Caucus or whatever has revolved into MAGA Republicans is fine because the, go- the government isn't legitimate anyway. So this is what happens. This is how it's going to play out. And again, America, this is what you get when you vote for the opposition party and they don't have a platform. But you know, I think I think this is state of the union. This is the state of our country right now. I mean, just give you an example. Look at this show. On this show, we have uh, uh, presumably we have three Republicans on this show. Yet we all differ. All three of us would disagree on certain things that are probably very important. So, so what? There it is. That's, that's what America disagree, is. Though, yeah, differing is fine. Then you compromise and come up with different ways to get the task done. But now, you, the issue but here, we won't compromise. Hold up, hold up, we won't compromise. Hold up, Aguna. Let me do this real quick. So, the issue is, as Aguna laid out, when you have two separate coalitions who really don't have a vision, don't have an idea about governing, everything is culture war and grievance. At that point, it's hard to figure out how you come together for a common goal. So when you have the Jim Jordan coalition there, here's the issue with Jim Jordan. He has never passed a piece of legislation. He has never co-sponsored a piece of legislation. His whole political persona has been pointing the finger at Fauci, pointing the finger at, at Biden, and whatever other thing the so-called left represents. That's the that's his political personality. Political. That becomes difficult when it comes to, okay, how do we govern? How do we figure out a consensus to get what we want done? So the Republicans are having trouble here. Now, when we're having this discussion and someone says, well, the Democrats, did, well, well, no, this is not about the Democrats. You have a majority and you're actually wasting it because you're not taking advantage of the people who sent you to D.C. to get these things done. And at a certain point, you can't blame the other party for that. Now, Hakeem Jeffries and the Dems are just laughing, knowing Hakeem's never going to get that spot because at some point the Republicans will come together and figure out some way to put one of them in the seat. They're not going to give the seat away. I mean, the the speaker uh, position away. But still, taking all of this time, not getting the things done that, that are needed, what you end up doing is leading to apathy for your own base who sent you there thinking you were going to get something done and all you're doing is giving them Facebook platitudes. It's now let me, let me respond to that. Now let me respond to that by saying some things should not be done. You mean getting things done. Things should not be done that are being done because That's it's what? contrary to the Constitution. If you know the Constitution, it limits yeah. government and they have gone like far what? beyond like the what? limits. Like what? Like what? Like well, what? Well, uh, like the budget, suspending budget. budgets. We're spending money like crazy. We're uh, sending money all over the do, country, though. all over the world. So no, we're yeah. spending that's money like crazy. Do. So no. where no, should we stop? Wait, wait, wait. Remember, remember no, a few weeks no, ago. No, no. Excuse do. me. Go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Remember a few weeks ago, I put up on the screen, I shared a screen that talked about the presidents who spent a lot of money. And Ronald Reagan was one of them. So how do care. you justify and not spending I don't money as a Republican? This, this is unprecedented. I, don't just, I never justify that. 
I didn't justify Ronald Reagan. I don't justify Nixon. I don't justify anybody who is doing beyond what the Constitution has granted them power to do. That's all I'm saying. So, so let me you ask you something. How does government spending you would know that. impact you negatively? How does government spending well, because impact they are you spending money that's trillions of dollars far into future generations. And that's uh, my grandchildren. Oh, grandchildren, so you're concerned about future your generations, children. right? Okay. Yes, so I am, because we're, that we're, is not the form. Not we're the we're of making the benefits now, of the listen, government spending uh, let me back also in say, the 1800s. We're, we're making wide open. Our borders are open. They're giving money to illegals. Again, that they you're don't not answering the question. Citizen. I'm no, saying I'm how does government you, spending already, impact you personally? And you're saying you're you, worried about future generations. I just told That's what you, you're saying. The black you're worried community about future generations. is not receiving money that it could have because they're giving it to illegals. Simple as that. And it is a if fact. The black community the isn't Again, receiving it because I they're giving it to illegals. That's How right. does government That's spending right. negatively impact you? So you wait, no, no, no. Well, I am a How black How do they give it to the black community? community? We're the benefactors of government. I, I live in the community. <laughs> I have so let me program, make this point, Stacey. And I, my let me program, make this point. Okay. We're benefiting right, from right. the overspending right. of previous administrations. We're now no. benefiting from it. We're benefiting from the seed money that the government gave to to the space program no. that came up with the microwave, came up no. with the internet. All of that there was are many The microwave and the internet are not I good mean, things. I mean, all of that, no. That's no. the government spending so that private companies could take that technology microwaves and make money off of it. So again, well, why are the black we're the benefactors. Again, I'm going to emphasize this point. You guys can't, you can't negate this. We're the benefactors of government spending from previous generations. All right. If the previous gen governments, if governments of previous generations said, hey, let's stop spending, we would be a quote unquote third water, third world or developing nation right now. But they spent the money so that we can live the lifestyles that we live. And if we're smart about what we're spending, we are putting the future generation in a position to solve the problems. We don't even know our problems yet. That's called an investment. So all this nonsense about, oh, I'm worried about future generations. You never answer the question. How does government spending impact you personally? Because it doesn't. The average American is not negatively impacted by government spending. What we do is we latch on to these well, narratives because the they sound good. We can never articulate pump. how government spending sure. is impacting my kitchen table. You can't the do gas that. Pump. Okay. The gas pump, food prices. Farming. Gas pump has nothing to do with government spending. All of that. That's okay. private companies. What are you talking about? Yes, government it is. spending. Yes, All right. One more, one more comment, yes, and then is. we have to start our roundtable. One more comment, well, and then we start our roundtable. Yeah. So um, Julio, Julio, or cousin Todd. Go ahead, Julio. Well, well, I mean, we haven't heard from Todd, but no, ahead, no, you go. Go ahead, Julio. Yeah, you go, Nas. Uh, okay. So first things first. Every government on this earth not only is dependent on spending because that way you're financing your economy, but without it, you actually would not have an economy. Uh, 60 no, 55%, I'm sorry. Y'all check those numbers to make sure I got that exactly correct. Uh, of the economy in America, we're talking about GDP, is government spending. And again, I give the same analogy every time. When Aguna, as the big bourgeois financier goes to the grocery store and a teacher goes to the grocery store. When the money goes into the cash register, the teachers doesn't say government spending and Aguna says private spending. It goes into the whole pot of the economy and keeps it turning. When you actually restrict government spending, you know what happens? 
your GDP shrinks and you cause inflation and you actually can end up in a recession by limiting government spending. So let's go to the top economies in the world. That would be the USA, Germany, France, England, China, uh, China Saudi Arabia. All of these countries are dependent on government spending, not only right. to finance their economy, but also because if you're going to be a colossus in this world, you're going to have to have an amount of credit to be able to do the things you want to do, large scale projects, big scale things. Any country who does not have access to credit, countries like Syria, Somalia, Afghanistan, those countries are very poor. They can't do government spending because people don't believe in their economy, won't invest in it. And because of that, those countries are struggling. So go look at all the countries who have really low government spending and compare them to the ones who have high government spending and decide if you want to live in either one. I can't well, make it any not, simpler. Well, let's, so, but wait, wait, wait. That was simple. But Keith said that the Constitution says that we are not, as America, is supposed, this is what Keith says. The Constitution says, according to Keith, that we are not supposed to spend like that. How do you justify that now? I mean, Julio. Uh, yeah, this has already been worked out. Matter of fact, there was a big historic fight you can actually pick up and read about. This was between Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson, where Thomas Jefferson said, oh, sound money, we don't want to borrow anything. And he was Hamilton had to tell him, there's a reason he's on that $10 bill, Look, man, we have to have credit. We want to make trade and deals with Europe. We want to advance as a country. And to do that, we're going to have to get into this game that everybody else is getting into, which means government spending and treasury, which is why they chose the Hamilton route. And you look at our economy and you figure out that, yeah, Hamilton was right. That's how that white man got his face on that money. Okay, thank you. Let's start our roundtable, starting with... Um... Keith, Stephen, Nas, Aguna, and Cousin Todd. Keith, anything you want to comment on? Well, when government spends, every time government spends, it takes over. It takes over that area that it's spending on. It's like if the government comes and knocks you on your example, door please? and says to me, uh, I'm from the government. This is what Reagan says. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Okay. That's like food stamps, uh, welfare, uh, those type of things. That's what they told the black community. I'm going to use the blacks, for example, because oh, there are still goody. blacks. There are still black people talking about getting reparations. Now, where would reparations come from and why haven't we gotten reparations? I mean, those are just two questions. Uh, if Good government question. is so great with spending, so the whole thing is, is the whole thing is a farce because now they're saying they knock on my door and say, well, I want to give you money because you can't survive alone. So uh, you need help from the government. So they give us the welfare, they give us the food stamps, they give us all those things. And every time they do that, they control you realize more that's not even of a, our a small percentage of what so government spends money on. That's not even a, a income. So that means that black the biggest welfare got, is the military. And they're budget. still suffering. Hello, this is my round table. Okay. Blacks hey. have gotten those things and they're still suffering because they got those things. We got all those things and we're still suffering. At least that's what blacks are saying. <laughs> Many blacks. So you tell so me. So only black people are on welfare? You tell yeah, me how. Please, that please let me go thing. after him. Yeah, you can go after me. <laughs> what are you talking you about? I want you, you, you to explain. Top, you were from government when speaking go, to blacks. Come on, let me finish go. up. Let me finish up. 
See, you guys are you may laugh and mock. Uncle Ruckus. You may laugh. You may laugh all you want. You can mock it all you want. But I can tell you from living in California, there are blacks who are saying this, and this is what they say. I'm not, I'm a conservative. I don't say this, but uh, this is what blacks are saying. Okay. Are, saying are you we, done? That's what, the, <laughs> that's what blacks are saying. Okay. We got it. Keith, uh, okay. well known wait a black no, no, explainer. No. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So just a second. I need to present the screen. <laughs> According to so, they're, they're, so that's how you Aguna, the federal government Aguna, Keith does not look like Keith does not look like Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> hey, Uncle Ruckus said if you drink the bath water of white people, you will go to white man. So tent. we are getting so we are being denied, according to them, we are being denied certain uh types of uh income that we should be having called reparations. Okay. Okay. I want you to explain so, to me why. We don't Keith, get reparations. Keith is a thin Why? guy. Look, look at this. Keith is a thin guy. Keith is not Uncle Ruckus. Keith is <laughs> man. This is sad. Okay, so all right now, no, no, no. Want... Sorry, Julio, you can't go. Yes, he's uh, going. Keith, I want you to explain it. No, and then Stephen, and then Stephen. No, explain why we haven't got reparations. No, it's it's no, it's Stephen. We're going to order, and then uh, Julio. no, because ahead, they'll Stephen. forget the points that Keith made. So I can, they I, can I can I go now? No, can I go? No, no I want I want to answer no. Aguna's. I want to answer Aguna's question. Aguna said, "How does government spending hurt hurt us Americans?" I'll tell you how. Americans spending so much money in Ukraine, but at the same time, they've cut back people who need help. They've cut back on the benefits of people and food stamps and stuff like that in this country. And they put so much money into, into the Ukraine. And the government always is spending, is always giving people coming through, what, eight, 10 million, whatever we, we decide on coming through the border. They give them thousands of dollars every, every month. But you know what? The people that are here, that they were born here, that are American citizens, they get far less. Even uh, uh, people that start time in the military get far less. People in Ukraine are getting. We're paying for their benefits. We're paying their 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 livelihoods. We're giving them everything. We're giving people coming through our southern border a living a living a paycheck, a wager, a living wager. This is what our country's doing, and not for our people. So if you believe that you're so smart and you you because you don't, what's going on is we're all getting screwed. And I'm not individually getting screwed. I don't depend on the government for me. But there are people who are in this country, that have been in this country, that are getting less benefits because of everything we give to other countries and give the people well, that come from other countries to this country. How stupid are you? How stupid? Now tell me how stupid I am. Tell me how stupid I am. This very, is what's happening in your very, country. And very, that's, how, very, government, that's how the government, Aguna, Hurts our, our citizens. Money. That's how they hurt us. The Ukraine. Because they going? give it to everybody else. That, and you can or, eat or you can eat Nazis Atlanta Falcons hat. The illegal the immigrants are getting Because you're wrong. You're wrong. Nod, you're wrong. Todd, you're wrong. We're getting screwed. Screwed. Maybe we don't feel it. Maybe we're all so rich we don't feel it. But there's people in this country that've been here all their lives. They serve this country. They're getting screwed. We're giving all this money to Ukraine. We're giving all this money to people who are invading our country. Now who's the retard? It ain't me. Maybe I get loud. Maybe I get mad. But y'all are the ones that are really, really needed.
and be an independent thinker. Don't be a Democrat. Don't be a Republican. Think for yourself because I need you. Oz, I need you. I need you, Stacey. Be an independent thinker. Don't be a Democrat or a Republican. Be for yourself. All right. Because they're killing us here. Our own. Stacey. And I laid it out and I proved my point. Yeah, you did. I said. All right. God bless us, everyone. That's right. <laughs> nah. Man. Julio, I'm sorry. Okay. So first things first, I guess we'll address what Steven just said. So as far as international funding or anything coming from the military, there's not an allocated pot of money that you put your hand into and then it's all gone because it went to Ukraine. That had, one doesn't affect the other. If you want to talk about the DOD or how you don't think we should be investing that way, that's one argument. But it has nothing to do with domestic spending. Domestic spending is its own choice. Now, I'm going to ask Todd two questions. So, Todd, when the bill yeah. was brought up, the, the anti-price gouging bill, to stop oil companies and different corporations from being able to overcharge Americans and disguise it as the idea of inflation being uh, the cause of it, uh, which party presented that bill? Which party voted against it? <laughs> Democrats and Republicans voted against it. Thank you. Now, the other part is when it comes to austerity measures after the pandemic, when they said we got to get government spending under control, and that means entitlements, entitlements, mm -hmm. entitlements. Mm -hmm. Which party made that cry, <laughs> battle cry, and then was able to cut those entitlements? Oh, Republicans cut those entitlements because they figure you should pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Right, Keith? Thank you. Okay, so we just showed in a, in a quick fashion which party was deciding to cut those benefits to those people you're suddenly concerned about. Mm. Now let's move over to Mr. Keith. So Keith said these Black people, for some reason, he figured he'd just point out black people <laughs> and who more are white under, people are on under welfare. the poverty line and eligible for food stamps when in reality because america's majority white there are more white food stamps holders but it's not because what? they're white it's because this is a very big country and there's a lot of people who live below the poverty line now when we have food stamps in your state keith do you know what happens the food stamps are allocated on the first and 15th that ebt card comes out what does that mean that means truck drivers will be driving goods to these grocery stores, work hours for them. That means you'll have checkers in your line, stockers in the store, which means what? They'll get 40 hours a week as opposed to part-time work. That means Kroger, Albertsons, Publix, any grocery store you want to think of has a team oh, of yeah. lobbyists who would beat you with a bag of nickels if anybody in Congress ever tried to cut away welfare because welfare is also an economic stimulant for this country. It's not meant to be something to pull people out of poverty. It's for a subsistence. It's to keep people alive. Before we had the welfare system, do you know how many Americans starved to death, not to mention Social Security when we talk about the elderly who could not afford to feed themselves after their days of you know, working age at that time were over. So these programs actually stimulate the economy, keep people alive, and actually prepare the next generation for life. Now, when it came to the child tax credit, Biden's bill that Republicans fought against so hard, what did that do? It pulled 30 more percent of children out of uh, poverty and, st and 
hunger, I guess you could say, I don't want to say starvation level, but hunger. That helped those people. And who does that also help? Tyson Foods. Uh, think of any big agro company you want to, meatpacking, uh, you know, vegetables, as far as the farmers, bringing their stuff to market. This helps all of them. Why? Because you live in a complicated economy and one and one hand washes the other. That's the difficulty of understanding, like, this thing where you do, well, these people on welfare and the black, pe black like, people. Why would, you, why would you focus on black poverty and treat it as if it's something against them? How about you talk about the deindustrialization of the American worker that goes back a few decades where we started sending jobs overseas because it was more profitable for companies to uh, live off cheap labor than it was to pay Americans a good wage with benefits. Go back to the days of Henry Ford, where Henry Ford said, look, man, if my workers can't afford to buy a Ford, then why would they keep working for me? And he paid an above value wage because he knew those people would buy cars. And that created one of the greatest economies ever seen. So stop trying to kick around poor people. Be courageous and go after the people who actually cause these uh, economic crisis that we see in America as far as the average American standard of living. And stop living with Thank this you. welfare queen myth. Nonsense. Thank and you. As far as Boy, you would be great. And as far as your boy, you would, uh, and you as far, the, the hold on, hold on, hold on. The conservatives ought to hire Hold you. on, horse. No, seriously. And as far as your boy you Reagan, you would make a great. As far as your boy Reagan, as far as your boy Reagan, he used this welfare queen thing as a trope, yeah. and you people internalized it and used it for decades as a political weapon to beat down the very people who had no political representation in Congress, let alone in their own state. And y'all should be ashamed to call yourselves Christians, as y'all do. And I in there, man. Thank you. Aguna. Man, you yeah, would make a great cool. argument. You would be great for the conservatives against uh, reparations. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to save face. At the end of the day, this show no, legitimizes why we can't, have, we can't have a debate uh, on, you know, why Congress is so dysfunctional, right? I you know I lean towards the Republican Party of old. Are you which, saying that's because we are so dysfunctional? Yes. Yeah, I mean you, you have you have you have individuals on this show, one that just left, that just doesn't want to have an educated conversation around mm -hmm. any topic. It's not even about just a topic, any topic. He cannot articulate an argument or even legitimize his. Well, stance. he's stupid. He, he's stupid about it. And he yells over everyone else. Yeah. He's legitimately trying to make points and engage in an educated debate. Yeah, I respect Keith for you know his points. I know half of them or most of them, ninety percent of them are wrong. But <laughs> it, it's, it's like you don't have uh, educated debate. The viewers can't hear what we're talking about. And so when we get on this show and you have people just yelling for the sake of yelling and saying you're wrong and not even having facts or any type of data points to point out mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, his argument, and then he yells and gets off the show and calls people liars and all that other stuff. I mean, that legitimately shows our viewers what the dysfunction of Congress is about. Because you have people that just want chaos for the sake of chaos. They don't want to have these policy debates. They don't want to have legitimate government working. They don't want to rein in spending. They want to just throw every, all everything out and not talk about, because at the end of the day, all this dependency that Keith is talking about, if you took a fraction of the military budget in this country and put it towards entitlements or all these other things that he supposedly, you know, black people are dependent on, you're not talking about the real welfare. The real welfare is the military industrial complex. Because all that Ukraine Indeed. is going to 
military contractors. That's why it's uh, that's why you have Republicans sitting there saying, "Hey, you know, stop all this aid to the Ukraine." Their constituents are getting money from it. All those, all these um, illegal immigration subsidies that you're making up and talking about, where does that money go? That goes to U.S. companies to provide that inf- to provide those services and that. So, like Nas was talking about, it's a tr- actually a trickle down effect of these government subsidies. And governments have always spent money. That's how it works. So, if we want to have a policy debate, we want to talk about taxes and how. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm all for cutting taxes, making me keep my money and not punishing me for spending money that I, I choose not to spend. We can have those types of debates. But all this dark web nonsense that you and Stephen always come on the show with, no facts, no figures, just talking points from the dark web and from Fox News and no wanting to actually engage in a debate to come up with a compromise is actually going to really move this country forward. It's a waste of everyone's time because you guys have agendas. You don't want to work with anybody. You don't want the people you send to Washington to work with anybody. And so there you go. That's what you have right now, dysfunctioning government, because you don't even believe in the government that you so-called love in this country. Right. So for those of us Americans who understand that government spending doesn't necessarily affect me personally, um, other than the stocks that I'm invested in, because I know there's dysfunction in Washington. You know, sometimes it has economic ramifications, but again, most Americans don't even invest in the stock market. So that's one of the things you got to talk about. All this stuff you're talking, Keith, come on now. And and that's why you don't have a a libertarian village, let alone a city or state, because that doesn't actually work the whole my way or nothing else. Like there, at a certain point, there has to be citizens and there's a form of community where a country has to somewhat work together. Oh, now, Keith, Otherwise, I know democracy you, fail. I, I, I'm sure the public roads that you drive on, you'd never consider that what? That comes from everybody pulling together to make those things happen. <laughs> so, yeah, we got to be adults about these conversations and stop presenting That's ourselves welfare. as the some kind of self-sufficient libertarians who've never taken anything from the government when in actual reality, we all All right, we have comments. Excuse me. We have comments from someone named Nidzaman that says we have to do something. And then great, great, great says someone needs to do something about this. And then Nidzaman says they can't keep getting away with this. Great, great, great. Puts his hand over his face. Nidzaman says bring Stephen back. Well, great, great, great. Says free patriot. Free the patriot, Stephen. Why silence a patriot? And the patriot has to have and something to no, say. Yeah. He has to have something and, to say. And, 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 and to quote, and to quote, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest writer in American history, which is Mark Twain, who said, "Patriotism, the last refuge of a scoundrel." These people who wrap themselves in patriotism but do everything against their other countrymen. Uh, with the idea of selfishness being the main point, they missed the whole point of actual patriotism, which patriotism would be the people who risk their lives every day trying to help other people, to the people who work out. to benefit other people. Not but this whole so screaming and yelling about who you don't like and Stephen calling yourself a patriot. Because he couldn't articulate an argument. He wanted to put his hands over his ears Cousin Todd engage in debate. Is that a patriot? All right, this is... This is Cousin Todd's uh, roundtable. Uh, uh, no, that's all right, because I'm only going to take a second um, and talk about Keith and talking about black people on welfare, not white people. Well, why would you pick on Keith? 
Well, Why don't I'm you going, I'm going to get as, to Stephen to too. Keith. I'm going to get to Stephen. Because Keith is on just, here by himself. Give me a minute. I'll get to Stephen too. But I just wanted to slap Keith around because he likes to talk about black people on welfare when there's more whites on welfare. So why wouldn't you use white people to make your point? Well, because we already uh, went people, over that. I wanted to answer his question real quick. The reason I use blacks is because that's what you hear from the most. You don't hear a lot of whites talking about it. So go. From what? From what? From what source? What are you talking about? That's what you well, I guess, I guess it's uh, Cousin Todd. Cal- Cousin, this is Cousin Cal- Todd's roundtable. You guys are talking <laughs> over Cousin Todd's roundtable. You hear table. that black people are compa- uh, complaining about welfare the most. And where <laughs> and where are you listening to to hear this? California. Okay. Walking down the street. California. Yeah. Here so I anyway. Know. Thank you for that clarification. And then uh, for Stephen's comment about uh, we're giving too much money away, who should we not give money to? What countries? Israel? We give Israel more money than any other country. So should we stop giving Israel money? Four billion a year. Mm. Well, okay, Israel's the only democracy, only democracy in the uh, Middle East. They're the only democracy uh, in the Middle East. Who should we stop? So. You just complained about giving away all of our money. Yeah, but so, they're our allies. They are just like us. Yeah, we give okay, all of our Okay, this is Todd's roundtable. Todd, we're out of time. You can't go back okay, and forth. We with, give all with of our teams. allies so money. We're we not don't give to our adversaries like money. We only give our allies money. So what are you talking about? So anyway, the, ahead, the point was Stephen and Keith are ridiculous, and then they what does giving they're money a contradiction. Mean? Well, they figure they're handing them over all the money, and that, that way we're not giving it to the blacks <laughs> on welfare. So anyway, it's just a ridiculous um, argument to make. Right yeah. so, you guys don't really, so you guys Free don't really Steven. think that uh, this, this whole thing about oh we've got a we've got to this debt we're at the end. I mean this every every year they do this. So That's I guess Republicans it's okay. do that. Republicans right. do okay that with you guys, right? It's yeah, okay. Yeah, not, just, not, 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 a, not only not, not only is it okay again. We didn't do this. We we worked. We've worked on no. this multiple times, Keith. When it comes yeah, to ahead, the no. U.S. debt, that is the assets of the wealthy class in America. If you okay. got rid of U.S. debt, you would bankrupt the economy because those people have invested in U.S. bonds, treasuries, and the country. So if you got rid of the debt, which means they would lose all of their money because then they wouldn't get the return they're supposed to for the bond they paid for. So, so why do you want to rob rich people? So it's all a big hey, farce, thank you. right? We're, it's all no, it's not time. a farce. It's an investment in the country. No, no, I'm saying we're it's a time. farce that uh, that they're telling the American people, "Oh yes. my God, we've got we got to approve this uh, move, uh, raise the debt ceiling. Otherwise, we're in trouble." No, you got, you yes. got that's, that's the Republicans doing yes. that. You yes. came for money you already spent. And no, that's, that's why. I, Okay, That's to our first responders in our communities, you make our lives livable. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, to so our I women and men of the U.S. military. To our U.S. men and women of the military, thank you for all you do and sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say whatever we choose on the show, we are forever indebted. On behalf of Aguna, Free the Nigerian Stephen moderate from Republican. himself. Free Stephen from himself. <laughs> he, the constitutional conservative. 
And why don't you read that one time? That would help. Stephen, the independent thinker. You can show a blank screen. He independently thought it. And my cousin Todd. Is that a it's collar? Is a butterfly quick. collar? Well, you just came no. in the disco. Go ahead, boy. Yeah, there no. you go. Disco Godfather. Oh, you are always in my clothes. Get out of here. What, 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 why would you say Disco Godfather? Let me find out. Aguna been watching Dolomite. What? <laughs> this is not a bad Godfather. Put your weight on it, this Todd. A... Put your weight on it. Put your weight on it. Oh, my God. Thank you, Nas. I mean, Julio, for joining us <laughs> and for showing your Everybody want to clap for Julio showing his face this evening. The IRS is watching this show. They're going to send you a tax bill. And we ain't going to be able to help you. Isn't that right, I just hired all those new IRS agents to come check after us as Okay, check us out on check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, X, and Stephanie Stallworth, The Flow Television Network. We'll see you next week. Uh, where's my music? Yeah. Good night. Fly away, Todd. Fly away, Todd. This is not a butterfly collar. What? This is a small collar. You got some. I don't even know. It's like J.J. Evans over there, man. Dying over my. Um. Uh, I forget what I was going to say now. Forget of it. Something about Stephen. Something about. No, he wasn't. I, I, I think it was about Stephen. Uh, I, I forget, but I, it was probably about Stephen with his, um, with with the. Well, what countries do does he not want to give money to? And uh, Keith said, uh, only to our allies. Well, we don't give money to our enemies. <laughs> oh, really? We don't give money to Iran and to the Hamas. And to, well, do we, we want to support... talk about what Biden did, Nas? I mean, yeah, Nas, can you talk about what Biden did with Venezuela uh, Monday? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, this is kind of a callback to the conversations we had uh, past couple of weeks. But uh, Joe Biden has made a deal with Venezuela in order to ease some sanctions against Venezuela. Right. In order for Venezuela to sell some oil to America. And you know what that means. Now the Saudi Arabians can't push us around as much anymore because mm -hmm. we will have another reliable oil source. that's mm -hmm. also closer, a little more expensive, but it takes away Saudi. It, it takes away a little bit of the leverage of Saudi Arabia being able to kind of punish Joe Biden at the pump whenever they didn't like where the talks were going. Uh, they would kind of, you know, squeeze everyday Americans and kind of force Joe Biden's hand in negotiations. You add another player to the table and now uh, that takes away a lot of the strength of the Saudi Arabians when it comes to oil. Mm -hmm. And Venezuelan is our friend. Uh, I said easyhill.com. By Rachel Frazen, it says Biden relieves sanctions on Venezuelan oil after election deal. Whatever that means. Uh, so Venezuela. Well, I, I, I just kind of told you exactly what it means. I, I just told like what what what, what is, what's not computing? So well, here's you, the thing, Venezuela. So the reason Venezuela why Iran and China and Russia, the reason why they're gaining influence in the world is because they don't they legitimately don't care what countries do to their people or the governments that they have. Correct. They just say, hey, you know what? Do what you want. We're going to help you with infrastructure. Sell, our, your, sell us your resources. And they gain influence, especially in countries that 
you know, don't embrace democracy. So now you have this power shift, right? So the U.S., you know, in order to compensate for that, you got to start working with these com- countries that you normally wouldn't necessarily work with because U.S. policy would be like, hey, you know what? You don't have a democracy. We're not buying your oil. We're not doing this. But we're in a global economy. So in order to compete with a China, compete with a Russia, compete with India, you know, you got to be able to create these economic partnerships through relieving sanctions and things like that to these unsavory countries. It's not like we haven't dealt with unsavory countries before, right? That's it's right. just a matter of what's in our interest. So, you know, you look right. at the supply to- chain, like Nas was saying, Venezuela is closer than Saudi Arabia. You know, you want to be able to, you know, you just said you were blaming government for gas prices. Now you probably look at this and be like, look at Joe Biden's working with, you know, these socialist countries. Yeah. So well, why can't I mean, we uh, produce our own? It's gas. all about the dollar. It's all about the. Why dollar. can't we produce our own oil and gas? Why can't we? Uh, we get our own resources. Why how, can't how, many, we? how many times are we going to have this come? We do produce our own, but again, no, we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. Well, let me take it off cam before yes, I we use do, my man. analogy again. But, but you know what? You know what Obama did? He said that you no longer have to sell it domestically, right? So you can sell it on the global market. So these companies in the U.S. who, again, we've gone over these numbers, Keith. You know, they're, they're, you sit here and say we're not tapping into our resources. There are oil licenses. There are thousands of oil licenses going unused by U.S. companies. They just put a today, ban on uranium. Right? They can tap into those. Mining. They don't. They just they, put a ban on uranium. They don't do it because it makes it, the, uh, again, Grand Canyon. it's about the money. You're, you're, again, you're trying to jump around because I, I'm going to make this point. They can sell it on the global market for a profit. And as long as you rely on an oil cartel to set the price of an oil or to set price of oil they're not going to sit there and put the price low to help you out they're going to try to they're going to slow down demand they're going to they're gonna increase demand slow down supply and that's what the, the if i'm exxon unless the u.s comes in and says exxon you can't ship domestic oil overseas which you would call regulation mm. you're not going to force a u.s company to to lower oil prices you know, they, they're going to put it on the global market. That's what they're doing. So so since we're doing everything right, according to you, uh, then our, our I'm not saying we're doing it right. It's just saying oh, wait, you wait, got wait, to wait. make Hold it on. sense. Make, no, be no, honest with yourself. To, I'm not saying they're doing it right. Just be honest. This. Okay, so explain why our economy, why are we paying more at the, at the pump and more at the uh, grocery store and more everywhere we go? Why are we paying more every, at the pump? Every, everyone in the world is because we're still dealing with the supply chain effects of the pandemic, where not only do companies no longer Whoa. exist anymore, but wow. we also learned that certain things you actually shouldn't trust to the global market. So the essentials, when we had the pandemic and they said, you know what, maybe it's not a good idea that China is making our face masks and things like that. Maybe we should have a supply chain for those type of things on our own. And every country globally is figuring out those same things. They're having these discussions and deciding, hey, if something bad happens and disrupts the chain, why should we be on the outs? So we're seeing a lot of turnover amongst companies all over the world because they have to think differently, even though globalization is not going anywhere. But you have to protect your own domestic economy in a certain sense, because when things, you know, when ish hits the fan, what do you do? So that's so the difficulty of that. Tell that to the so no, no, Let's I go to the next. Bu- 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 so why does the average household sir, sir, more sir, money? Every single thing we sir. do, we pay more money. Exactly. And I just want to know that's the happening globally. 
as so, Stacy would sir, ask, sir, you know, sir, sir, one of Stacy's favorite questions. Let, let, says, let me finish. Well, let me how finish. does that equate to the uh, your inability uh, to your inability to concentrate and wanting everything in soundbite form is a big reason why you're no, having I'm a at, I'm problem understanding. Yeah, you're not making everything's not going to be quick. Everything's not going to be quick. You're not you're making too smart it for that. You guys, no. are, you guys are. All right, really we gotta go. It's nine o'clock. At the end of the day, you don't want right. to listen to what we got to say. You don't want to listen to what we got to say. If Johnny no, has four apples, like, I, I mean, there's only so many ways we can say the same thing to you. Like, I've explained this in cocaine terms. I've tried many different ways to try to engage you, but you refuse to understand. So, again, with oil, yeah, he doesn't want to. we do it not have the monopoly on oil. Number one, Saudi Arabia. Number two, Venezuela. Saudi Arabia is cheaper to get the oil out. Venezuela, a little more expensive. So those are the countries with the most oil. Why don't we, we have the monopoly? Ha, bop, 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 because we don't have the most in the ground. That was God's decision, not ours. Oh, wait a minute. There's, are you sure of that? We don't drill. Yes, I'm sure what of that. We, yes. yeah, we banned yes, drilling. Yes. No, we, we have don't not. Drill. You, you don't know what you're talking about. Trump That's part of the problem. Trump is saying that no, we're no, going to no, drill no, when he no, starts. No, a, no, so no. obviously we're okay. not drilling. So let's solve this problem. If we yeah. did drill, hold on, let's let's do this. Let's make yeah. you C, CEO oil man. Let's say you said, okay, Trump said we can drill Last more. Comment. Okay, I'm going to drill more. So you start to drill. Now, yeah. the two monopolies I just described to you, if they see you drill more, what would be their reaction to you drilling for more they're oil? Gonna, they're going to drill more. So? Okay. Since they have more, hold on. Since they have more than you, how, how do you long... Know? How long minute, how can know they we're going to be out of Keith is going to be how out of business. Long, how but long how can know? you uh, just hold on? We do how know. Do you know they have they can look us. at these things under the earth. That's why you get speculation and everything else. But so where do you how, get that information from? That we you have, can look we online. You can go to OPEC and Google these things. You can look it up yourself. But let me just finish. Let's just finish this last point. And this will explain. So no, I'm not deflecting. So Keith. I just don't get it. I, I okay. look, guys. I, just be quiet for one second. Stupidity for a moment. It's supply and demand. They can and you supply me more supply so if you try to drill domestically. I need don't you flood to educate the market. me. How is it that we don't have as much oil? Right. I need so, you to educate me. I don't know why it is that we don't have enough oil. What is it you're saying here? We don't drill for oil. We have we banned do. oiling. We have banned oil gas. Oil isn't in a lack of supply around the world. We Keith. don't use nuclear. Oil so is not we, in What do we have? And what are we actually producing? Okay. <laughs> oil, so, what are we Keith. producing here? So again, oil is not in short supply around the world. There's an abundance you. of it. Right. It's regulated by Including in the United States, right? Including no, here, right? No, but you're not listening for the amount so we're the of only time ones running and effort out? it would take. Again, no one said anything about time running time out. Well, at this point, this is pointless. Saudi Arabia but, yeah, I gotta go. We have to go. Right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good night. We'll talk next week. Uh, thanks a lot for educating. Good night. Again, you made no point, Keith. You made no point. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. I